When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Michigan starts the season off in Minneapolis, securing the brown jug, bringing it back to Ann Arbor with a 49-24 victory. The offensive line good, looked good. Joe Milton looked good. The defense looked good. Special teams, we're going we're gonna to make them special at some point. We've got so much to talk about. Jim Harbaugh joins us. Joe Milton joins us. And we'll be back in just one minute. Let's go in the trenches with John Jansen. The former Wolverines captain and Michigan Sports Hall of Famer will take you inside the locker room with players and coaches. For everybody, you know, all the work they put in to see to see it pay off in a in a great victory is uh, you know is is the thing I, I'm most happy about. Once again, here's John Jansen. Welcome back, friends. Now I'm going to throw it to my buddy, and we're going to talk about this. It's Brian Bush. Yeah, John. Can't wait to recap it. And you know, we've been talking about this for weeks. In August, in early September, we didn't think we'd get a chance to experience Michigan football in 2020. Not only did we get it, but we got a blowout of a rival in week one. How happy are you, and how happy are you for the young men who wear that winged helmet? I, well, I feel great personally, uh, but it, it really honestly doesn't matter how I feel. But what I saw and the way that these kids have to feel, the fact that P.J. Fleck went for, first of all, they're down 0 Seven to start the game after a, a punt block. And the numbers in regards to the amount of times you lose a game when there's a punt block is, is it, the percentages aren't in your favor. So to be able to overcome and then all of a sudden Zach Charbonnet goes for 70 yards and uh, P.J. Fleck later in the half uh, tries to run a fake punt uh, on his side of the field. Hassan Haskins does a great job of stopping it. And then they capitalize on that and they get points. They go in. This was a game where Michigan, we have waited so long for them to take advantage of opportunities, whether it's running the football behind a really good offensive line with talent in the backfield, utilizing speed and, and, and accuracy at the quarterback position and speed at the wide receiver position. There's so much that came together offensively. Defensively, in the second half, we, as we listened to uh, Coach talk about, Quiddy Pay really took over in the fourth quarter. But we need to see a little bit more in regards to stopping the run. Mo Ibrahim, I thought just he's a, a really good runner. 
He does a great job. And Tanner Morgan, this is a talented offense. We knew that coming in. So for them to get some yardage, for them to, to get some points on the board, okay, we can accept that. But we need to see the defense stiffen up a little bit. You know what I'm most excited about? You talk about all the positives, but you win a game by 25 against a ranked team on the road, and you're talking about things that they can fix, things that they can correct. And you know the coaching staff has some of those things, really on all three units. Well, they, they, yeah, they do. And, and you know, so for the special teams, right, it's a matter of, hey, kickers are, are, are quirky. I'll, I'll, that's the nicest way I can put it. They're a little quirky. So Jake Moody has a bad night tonight. We've got Quinn Nordine. We've got the option, and that, that competition is going to be ongoing. And I kind of I asked Coach that question about the competition and really where, where I thought he would go and what I expect him to say probably on Monday is it's always a competition. You've got to be able to win that on a weekly basis. So who knows who the kicker is next week, but – you know, when you think about the things on offense that, that you'd like to fix, there's really not a lot of them. They did give up one sack. There were times where, you know, maybe you'd like to see some cleaner routes run. But offensively, I thought it was good. Defensively, again, all you got to do is, is, you know, tighten things up a little bit. Be a little bit more disciplined when you're backside. Don't allow some of those cutbacks. Maybe uh, the, the Josh Ross, Cam McGrone, uh, the linebackers fill a little bit quicker in some of those gaps. But those are all fixable things. Let's get to your impressions on the offense. And you heard head coach Jim Harbaugh rave about Joe Milton. What did you see from the young signal caller? I saw control and leadership. And we knew he has, We know he has a strong arm. We knew that over the course of what we saw last year, what we've heard coming from Josh Gaddis and Coach Harbaugh, that he had learned touch, that he had, had mastered this offense. But when you start the game off with a play that is as the momentum shifts in Minnesota's favor so quickly by a a punt block, to be able to come out and and just gain control of that offense in the huddle enough to say, hey, we're going to hand the ball off. We Chuck Filiaga comes around and gets a great block. Uh, ben Mason, who I know had a big penalty at the beginning of the game, makes a big block. Zach Charbonnet goes for 70 yards. That's a tone setter. That's a momentum shifter. And to be able to continue to capitalize on that, a lot of that comes from the leadership of the quarterback, the confidence that he has in the huddle. That's really what I wanted to see in this game. So much balance on the stat sheet. If you look at all the running backs that we saw, and obviously Milton had contributions in the running game, nine different Wolverines catching a pass. The depth on this roster, I think people were questioning because of the losses. You think of the three receivers that Michigan no longer has. You think about, uh, obviously, tight end-wise without Sean McCune. But Michigan balanced and, and really deep. Well, yeah, and, and you know you talk about tight ends. We saw Eric Hall uh, do a great job. One, he dropped the pass that could have been a touchdown. Sure. And, again, for a young player, that can be devastating. The very next play – they give it to him. He gets down to the four-yard line. That's just another, you know, another visual of where this team is in terms of their confidence and their ability to overcome some of those losses. Now we've seen that against a team like Minnesota, where they've got a good offense. They're a little bit undecided on defense. Now we need to see the progression from this week to next week. Before we continue with John Jansen's analysis. Are you a Wolverine for life? Do you have the guts to get recruited to a team that will beat Ohio State? 
When you choose to become an organ, blood, or bone marrow donor, you're choosing to help save a life and to be someone's hero. Join us Sunday, November 1st, and be a hero at U of M by donating blood or registering as an organ or bone marrow donor at a convenient Ann Arbor location. Sign up now at wolverinesforlife.org and help us beat Ohio State in the annual battle for life-saving donations on November 1st. That's wolverinesforlife.org. Register today. All right, John, offensive line commentary go it was it was beautiful right it was just one of those moments where when you see chuck filiaga pull around and then you see ben mason get up there and block the middle linebacker and the the red sea parts zach charbonnet goes 70 yards it is a thing of beauty for us to finally be able to see a running back not only get to the second level but then break away and nobody catches him that was what we saw all day, and it was the same to the other way. I, we, I was talking to Doug while the game was going on. I saw the exact same play run to the other side. So Andrew Stuber, he pops out of his stance, pulls around. Ben Mason goes inside, and Andrew Stuber kicks out. You know, pick up another 10 yards. I thought it was a great job by an offensive line that didn't have spring ball to build upon. They didn't have the opportunity this summer to get together as a unit and go one-on-one with the defensive line and do the things that you normally do. They did a great job of, one, mentally knowing exactly what they were supposed to do. There were very few missed assignments. There were there was only one time that I remember, and that was um, Ryan Hayes had the one uh, offsides penalty that, that – drew everybody back, but they overcame that one. They actually scored a touchdown on that drive. So they didn't beat themselves. That was the first thing that I wanted to see. But I saw a drive. I finally saw when an offensive line comes off the ball and they pop that defensive line and defensive linemen's head snap back. It was so much fun to watch. And then the pass protection. I saw guys working with good balance, moving their feet, using their hands, keeping the defenders away from their bodies. It just, to me, was a great – it was only one game. It was only one game. They've still got to do it uh, against some other really good pass-rushing teams, but I thought it was a great start. Defensively, several guys jumped off the screen. I think in particular, Quiddy Pay and Michael Barrett. What would you see from those two in this defense as a whole? Well, how about Michael Barrett? Michael mm. Barrett – he has a sack fumble. Donovan Jeter catches it out of the air, runs it in for a touchdown. Then all of a sudden, hey, there's a squib kick. Michael Barrett picks it up and runs, what, 63 yards? And then he is just – I was asking Coach about this, and he mentioned that he was just seemed to be in the right place at the right time because Blake Corum had a fumble on a, on a kick return, and who picks it up but Michael Barrett? Guys – that prepare, guys that hustle, guys that are doing what they're supposed to do always seem to be in the right place at the right time, and they're there, they're available to make those plays. And today, this it was really the coming out party for Michael Barrett. Former quarterback, switching to defense, I, I was just it was a lot of fun to watch him play. The little brown jug coming home. I know it's a trophy that's near and dear to your heart. Uh, but, you know, Michigan has owned this rivalry. I think it's now 42 uh, of the last 46. But this is a different Minnesota program. This one resonates a little bit more than a lot of those 42 do. Well, it does. And, and this, you know, they were a team last year that had great success, right? And they were undefeated. They played Penn State. They won. And people started to believe. 
this doesn't mean that they're not going to have a great season or they're, they're not a good team, but I'm really excited that Michigan was able to go on the road, beat a ranked opponent the way that they did. And what was it, 35 points at half? Yep. That was the most that Michigan has had against a ranked opponent in the first half ever? In the AP era, yep, yeah. 85 and, years. And so that, again, we, we talk about different landmarks. Was it a top-10 ranked team? No. But it was a ranked team. It was on the road. And you, you can only, you know, win the games that are on your schedule. And they took care of game number one. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's the, the risk-reward of these game ones. And obviously Michigan did not schedule this one like they did. Middle Tennessee last year is more of a layup. Notre Dame two years ago is a marquee game. But when you can face that big-time opponent in week one and get the victory, it doesn't guarantee success the rest of the season. But, boy, it's a lot different. There's more risk to it. But when you get that win in week one, it feels a little different than just a a tune-up game. Well, and and what you understand as well is that the question marks coming into this game were quarterback, O-line, and wide receiver. We We just had unproven talent. There was talent, but it was unproven. The the scene, the the moment wasn't too big. The momentum swings weren't so much that they got their heads down and they thought, oh, my goodness, we can't come back from this. Every time, whether they were down, they were able to, to make a play and take the momentum back. If they were up and something happened, they capitalized on that momentum. It's just there's a lot of really good things to look at and continue to build upon. All right, let's get into the post-game interviews. And first up, John is with head coach Jim Harbaugh. Hey, congratulations. How's the first win of the year feel? Feels great. Feels great. Uh, it's a great job uh, by the players. Just, uh, you know, we just, they, believe in, they believe in themselves. They believe in each other and uh, have great trust in them. And just wanted to, go, let it, just wanted to see them go out and let it rip, and they did. Uh, they went out and let it rip for sure, uh, but the game didn't start off quite the way you probably wanted it to with the block punt. What was the feeling like on the sideline uh, after that, uh, the block punt and then the ensuing touchdown that Minnesota had? Yeah, well, we predicted that there would probably be nine or 12 momentum shifts in the game, changes, and uh, something we worked on, something we worked pretty hard on to, uh, to be able to recognize it and uh, understand that you got to get it back as soon as you can and hold it for as long as you can, but but uh, those momentum changes are going to happen in, in a game, especially, uh, you know, like this, a first game on the road against the top 25 team. So, um, you know, I thought our guys did a really good job of, of, uh, of recognizing it and then getting the momentum back real fast. Let's start with your offensive line. Uh, it was two, over 250 yards rushing. They only gave up one sack. They really controlled the line of scrimmage. What did you see uh, the, in the production of the offensive line? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, you know, big, big offensive line, average about 330. And I uh, thought the pass protection was great. I mean, I saw the uh, the sack at, at halftime. I can't remember the sack happening. Um, you know, I thought the protection was just really that good. Joe was, uh, Joe was uh, really clean back there all day. I uh, thought the receivers did an excellent job getting open and, and uh, making plays, making, making catches, and, and – uh, Great job by Joe Milton. I mean, I'm just so proud of him. Uh, you know, start uh, in a big game, you know, the big Saturday night stage uh, on the road against a really good team and and uh, get a win like he did. Played really, really efficient, really good football. Uh, you know, he looked like a savvy vet at times, uh, you know, the whole time. Uh, and then Hassan Haskins, uh, he just finds a way. He just uh, – he's so good at, at picking holes, seeing – has great balance. Uh you know, so many good things, so many new starters, so many uh, guys that really stepped up and uh, played really well. 
Let's just talk about Joe Milton for just one more second. What was, in your take, the, his demeanor on the field? Because we mentioned you guys went down by seven, but you come back and, you know, it, it was a 70-yard run by Zach Charbonnet. Joe Milton seemed like he really had a master control of this offense. And from from our perspective, seemed like he was a great leader in the huddle and on the sideline. What did you see? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, uh, he was really calm, cool, collected. Very uh, accurate, uh, you know, with his passes. Uh, you know, just nothing nothing really was phasing him at all, you know. And uh, he ran the ball very uh, effectively, picked up some first downs. Uh, had really good ball security. I mean, uh, you know, thought that was was excellent. He just, he moved the chains with his arm and with his feet and uh, and with his head, you know, with his brain. It was, uh, it was impressive. You know, first-time starter like that. I mean, uh, and he put a talented guy out there and, you know, see what happens. <laughs> yes. Well, we saw what happened. It was a great. Let, you, let yourself be surprised. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I know you're not surprised, and uh, and I'm not surprised. But I, I hope our fans are are pleasantly surprised with what they saw. And let's go over to the defensive side. Michael Barrett, whether it was on the defense or on special teams, he seemed Take like he was turn. all over the field. Yeah, he was. Uh, he just always seemed to be in position. Uh, he's got a great understanding of the defense and. Um, you know, he broke that kickoff. That was uh, that, that was big too. I mean, when I talk about getting the momentum back uh, when we needed it another time, uh, he did that. Sure, tackling too. Uh, and he was he was in coverage a lot. I mean, they they split tight ends out, and and uh, you know he looked like a press corner at times. But uh, I thought he was really good. We you know, some some uh, defensive starters uh, you know went out, and some backups you know came in. Good good to see Macari Page. Uh, you know, play and do well, and and Javon Green in his first start. I mean, uh, got his hands on some balls. Um, you know, pretty darn impressive. Hopefully, uh, you know, work on catching a few of those. But uh, you know, just just really good stuff. Great to see Josh Ross, uh, yeah. captain leader. Uh, you know, get a big interception, and Aiden Hutchinson was was dominant, and and I really thought Quiddy Pay was was uh, or if there's a player of the player of the game along with Joe Milton, it'd probably be Quiddy Pay. Yeah, it seemed like in the fourth quarter he just he took matters into his own hands. There was one yeah. driver he had two sacks, a tackle for loss, uh, and another guy that you have talked a lot about. Don Brown talked a lot about in terms of earning some more time on the field. Donovan Jeter obviously had that fumble yeah. return for a touchdown. Just how excited were you to see all the work that he's put in be able to pay off in a play like that? Be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, just I mean, for everybody, you know, for everybody, you know, all the work they put in to see to see it pay off in a and a great victory is, uh, you know, is is the thing I, I'm most happy about. And Donovan Jeter epitomizes that. I mean, he's he's such a football player. I mean, he's just like born to play football, and uh, you know, just just right there, right time. And uh, he was so excited about that touchdown. And another another, you know, great uh, great time with the momentum came back to us and uh, in a big way. Uh, I'm assuming that the uh, kicking competition is is back on. What was going on with uh, Jake Moody? Well, I think Jake's first field goal, you know, he just didn't really hit it with, uh, you know, real decisively. Um, and then uh, looked like he got his rhythm on the extra points. And then uh, and then he missed the, the 48 yarder, and that was a pretty long one. The last uh, the last one was the snap was was uh, low, and and will just the whole mechanic of it, you know, we didn't get it, get the ball down clean. And, um, you know, that, that messed up that last one, but yeah, there's definitely the kicking competition will, 
we'll uh, you know be we'll put the guy out there who's who's kicking the best and um, Quinn's uh, Quinn's had a, been working through something so um, you know hopefully this week he'll be he'll be right back there in the mix and I also want to say William Wagner I mean I really went into the game uh, you know that's first time snapper uh, you know freshman redshirt freshman William Wagner Wagner uh, you know did a great job. I mean, every every snap, uh, you know, but one, which was a little low, and we should be able to handle that. Um, I thought he did a great job. I'm really proud of William Wagner, and uh, uh, he's earned a high level of confidence for how hard he's worked and uh, how good he's become, and um, he was good tonight. Well, the Little Brown Jug is coming back to Ann Arbor where it belongs, yeah. and uh, we got the backyard brawl. Is uh, Have you turned the page yet, or uh, is this one still going to celebrate uh, all the way home? Well, uh, we're trying to we're trying to move as quick as we've ever moved out of a locker room, uh, so we can make a flight window tonight. Um, yeah, we're gonna enjoy this one. Uh, you know, the brown jug is that's special. That's uh, that's big, and uh, you know the guys are are having fun in the locker room, taking pictures, and uh, you know short videos of themselves with the with the jug. So that's pretty cool. If we get if we get stuck here, so be it. You know. We'll, <laughs> Coach, I really appreciate it. Congratulations, and I look forward to seeing you back in Ann Arbor. All right. Thanks a lot, John. There's head coach Jim Harbaugh after the Wolverines win in Minneapolis, and Doug Karsh had a chance to catch up with the starting quarterback after his first college start. That's Joe Milton. Doug? First of all, your team, first start, how'd it feel? It felt great. You know, um, like uh, it felt great to be honest, but uh, it kind of felt like a practice because there was no fans in the stands. But, you know, we, we still had a business. We had a job to do, and that was to win. So, Talk about the job the offensive line did giving you time. You had the one sack, but it really near the end of the first half. But they gave you plenty of time <clears throat> to stand in that pocket. Um, they did a great job, phenomenal job. You know, I, I always, like I always say, I always trust my guys. That's why in practice I stand in the pocket so I can build that trust among them. Um, but, you know, it just felt great for them to understand what's going on and just block somebody. What was your level of comfort as that game went on? Did you find yourself feeling, you know, better and better as the game went on? Yes, sir. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I felt like a 12, <laughs> you know, uh, of comfort level. Um, I understand what was going on. I seen everything the right way. Um, you know, it just – I was fine. What about the uh, – the ability to have four running backs in the backfield and nine different receivers. Did you feel like you just have so many weapons to work with? Um, yes, and that's the most thing about our about our team is like we have so many weapons. It's not just like my whole mindset was going in this game was not to be the hero, you know, uh, get my guys the ball and let them make something happen. Okay, what do you think you did best tonight? I'll just ask you the players that was called. You had a sequence pass to Eric All going in for a touchdown and he dropped it the next pass you guys went right back to him was that intentional just to say hey we still believe in you yeah most definitely like eric is a great player you know um no matter what happens mistakes happen you know just move on to the next play wow. that was one thing that i told him just keep moving on impressive, ball gonna come back to you. impressive performance quick thought on michigan state next week um you know we're just gonna go on this we're gonna go on and watch film and execute plays just like like tonight you know just build on build on it and just keep it going I know you have a flight to catch. Thank you for your time. We'll talk to you next no week. Thank you. Joe Milton from the Michigan locker room, guys. All right, Doug. Appreciate that very much. Lastly, Michigan State coming up next week. The Spartans started the Mel Tucker era with a home loss to Rutgers. I know you were following that game. What would you see? And I mean, 
let's face it, Michigan's not going to overlook Michigan State, but the Wolverines are going to be heavy favorites in this game. They will be, and they should be. Uh, but it doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee success. So what they need to do is they need to look and say, okay, well, how was how did Rutgers have success? Some of that was self-inflicted wounds by the Spartans. They turned the ball over seven times. They were careless with it. They had some some reckless penalties, but. Rutgers, I thought, did a great job of forcing some of those turnovers. That is one thing that we need to see next week. If Rutgers can get seven, Michigan should do better. That's the challenge that Michigan has. doesn't mean they're going to get you know eight, nine turnovers. That seems a little bit ludicrous, but we've seen Rutgers do it, so it can be done. Uh, and, and honestly, it's not about who they're playing. Today wasn't about Minnesota. Next week is not about Michigan State. Yes, it's a rivalry game, and it's important to win. But it's about continuing to build so that when we get to the game that matters the most, that is Ohio State at the end of the year, that we're not missing extra points like we did last year, that we don't miss field goals like we did tonight, that we are prepared to beat Ohio State. Happy New Year, John. (sighs) I'm so happy. Isn't this great? This is this is this is fun. It's this a fun week one. It's a good start. Just imagine how excited we'll be next week when we're talking about mowing down some Spartans. And it'll be a noon game, so John will be pumped up. Yes. Great stuff, John. Hey, you guys have a great week. Oh, yes, sir. You Go as blue. Well. Go blue indeed. Well, that'll do it for our post-game edition of In the Trenches. Lots of stuff coming up on MGo Blue Podcast with John Jansen this week. We hope you'll be along for the ride. Michigan wins it over Minnesota 49-24. Thanks so much for listening, and Go Blue. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of In the Trenches with John Jansen, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network. M Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.